We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Today is September 23rd, Saturday, 2023. Uh, my name is Chris Crawford. I am joined by my good buddy, Drew Silva. Drew, how are you doing this Saturday afternoon? Hanging in there, nervous about our Irish. We're both wearing green. Yes. Uh, Notre Dame's rocking green jerseys tonight, I guess. They kind of teased that on, on game yeah. day. I'm not sure yeah. how I feel about that. They haven't given them much luck in my lifetime. I know yes, it was in the eighties and earlier yeah. than that where it did give them luck, but yeah. um, that, that's going to be a heck of a game, Notre Dame, Ohio state, but I guess we're here to talk about baseball. Yeah. I'm going to be watching that. And the Mariners have a massive game too on Saturday at the exact same time. So today could be a really good day or today could be a really bad day. Speaking of good and bad days, perfect segue, Chris, we're going to be talking about five up and five down. Some guys who, had some nice things happen on Friday, some te- players and some teams who had some not nice things happen on Friday. Uh, but before we get in that to that, let's get into some headlines. And unfortunately, we got to start with a bad one. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, renewed forearm discomfort. This stinks, Drew. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to pitch again this season. Definitely not in the regular season, but I'd say it's also highly doubtful that he would join even a long postseason run um, if the Mariners can pull that off. He felt discomfort in his forearm slash elbow following a rehab appearance with Triple A Jacksonville on Thursday. It's been diagnosed as a right UCL sprain. It was called a flexor tendon issue initially. It could be a combination of those or something. It's it's dealing with ligaments in the forearm and elbow. And, um, but th- I'm not a doctor, but those are both concerning diagnoses yes. in the short term and the long term. You know, it's pretty admirable, very admirable that he tried to make it back at all. And that sure. kind of like surprise rehab start on Thursday, it went well. Yeah. Uh, four scoreless innings, four strikeouts with Jacksonville, hit 98.3 miles per hour with his fastball. Um, hopefully the attempt to make it back this year didn't didn't make anything worse but we'll find out he is in miami right now being evaluated by the marlins medical staff there should be something more on on saturday night or rolling into sunday's game um more on the marlins in general later but yeah this is this is a tough end to his follow-up cy young season and really a tough follow-up cy young season overall for alcantara 4.14 era only 151 strikeouts and 184 and two-third innings like you weren't counting on the strikeouts to be super elite. You were counting 
on the workload and run prevention in the right. end, like still a big workload, all things considered, but kind mm-hmm. of a step back in terms of fantasy value, not being an elite starter. And now with some major uncertainty heading into the off season. Yeah, absolutely. And then this will be really interesting to follow because I do think his season's done. Um, certainly I slim chance, I guess that he could make it into depending on how the evaluation goes into an October start, but I really doubt it. Um, I'll be curious to see where he goes next year because this is a guy who I did a bunch of drafts where he went middle second. Sometimes, uh, yeah. you know, the, that's Saudi El Contrario calling me right now, telling me to uh, say that he's going to come back and be just fine next year. But uh, I think that that's going to be a really interesting one to follow because I don't think you could take him that early next year. I just don't think that he has the swing and miss ability. And because of how poorly he pitched last year, I don't think that he can be a guy who could be one of the first five arms off the board, maybe top 10 to 12. Is that something that you'd probably be looking at? I I can't say with any confidence either way without seeing what develops with this. Like what if he needs flexor tendon surgery? Yeah. What if he needs Tommy John surgery? Like a, a lot, there's a lot to be determined. If, if he gets through this without a surgical procedure and he's throwing well at spring training, I'd be all about a bounce back. Like sure. his stuff is still great. Yeah. Um, and you know that I think you you feel like he's still one of baseball's premier workhorses, even though the season ended with an injury. So, yeah, I don't have a firm answer on it right now, obviously, depending on what happens with his forearm and elbow. Once again, another hot take from Drew Silva. Uh, Sorry. Another bummer injury news that is coming from Tampa Bay, and it will not be the last one, unfortunately. Uh, Brandon Lau placed on the 10-day injured list Saturday with a fractured right patella he's expected to miss four to six weeks uh basically the only thing that would make him possible to come is if it's a real deep postseason run for the rays in the world series and even then it's very likely that his season is over yeah i mean the Rays had a lot of things go wrong friday a loss to the blue jays failing to pick up ground on the Orioles at the top of the AL East. The Orioles have lost three straight, by the way, going into yeah. Saturday. So it's getting a little bit interesting in that division. But more and more water washing on deck for Tampa Bay with yeah Brandon Lau being diagnosed Friday with a fractured kneecap. Um, like you said, he's out for four to six weeks, so he's not going to be returning unless the Rays go to the World Series, and maybe not even then. It's it's like just tough blows after tough blows for this team, and then now losing their, their power-hitting second baseman, who is so good against right-handed pitching. But I guess, you know, Junior Caminero is going to have to play now, right? Like they sat him yeah. – after calling him up on Friday, he's pretty much going to have to be in the lineup moving forward. Curtis Mead, too, he had his first Major League homer Friday. He could offer them something on the infield or cycling into the DH role. It would be wild if this Rays team wins even like one playoff series. Sure. I feel like, I mean, Jason Adam, a high leverage reliever who's been their closer at times, he went back on the IL too um, after ag- aggravating his oblique on Friday. That was his first start back from a three week absence for an oblique strain. Um, Randy Arozarena with an early exit Friday. I'll, I'll have more on that later. Man, the, the Rays' list of inactive players right now is nuts. They are limping, crawling their way into October. Um, on paper, it seems like of the teams that are going to make the postseason, they are 
the most beatable. Yeah. But it's kind of felt like that all year. Maybe they'll continue to surprise, but it's looking pretty grim for them to be able to stage a, a late postseason run and, and for Lau to have any chance of, of returning in 2023. Yeah, and you know, it's worth pointing out too that if you take away the Rays just scorching hot start, and in part that scorching hot start features a bunch of games against the Oakland Athletics, they've been just an okay baseball team. Like they are yeah. not a, a team that is – I don't think they're built for October, and I'm not sure that they're, they're great of a regular season team either. So that's going to be one that is going to – I will not be betting on the Tampa Bay Rays to win a World Series. Uh, by the way, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Rays on winning the 2023 <laughs> World Series because that's how these things go. Uh, another player that was placed on the injured list is Max Freed. He goes on the DL – IL, excuse me, with a hand uh, – excuse me, a blister on his left index finger – only go throw 77 and two-thirds innings this year, Drew, but he was pretty effective in them. An 8-1 and one record, say what you will about that, but that's pretty nice. 2.55 ERA and 80-18 to 18 strikeout-to-walk ratio over 77 and two-thirds innings. Um, hopefully, we're seeing Freed back for the postseason. I do get kind of the uh, impression this is more of a maintenance mode type of thing for Freed, more than like that he needs to miss 15 days. But I would guess that Max Freed's back on the mound for the Braves in their first series, yeah? Yeah, I mean, more injuries to contenders here. This one with Atlanta being maybe the biggest contender, the World Series favorite right now. It it didn't seem to be a huge issue the way it was being talked about throughout the week, this blister, but it is why he was skipped from his last turn in the rotation before his return Thursday at Washington. So just one start for Freed in the closing three weeks of the regular season. Like you said, though, it sounds like he's going to be ready to rock for the NLDS and you know the NL East champs. Atlanta gets a nice break with a bye yes. past the wild card series, uh, but I think it's it's kind of a concern for Atlanta's ace, if you, you want to call him a co-ace with Spencer Strider, that he's not going to have much much work going on. Like, yeah, he's going to try to, I guess, keep keep loose on the side wearing some protective tape over that blister but I, i'd be a little bit concerned that he has made one start in what's going to amount to four weeks going into a start in the nlds but you know atlanta has that offense that can take can, can gloss over some pitching issues which it has it has done all year and, and charlie morton too that's problem for atlanta uh, he left his start friday at washington with what's being called a right index finger sprain. Uh, X-rays were negative. There's no fractures. It, it sounds like it's some kind of ligament or tendon issue, whatever muscles are, are running through your fingers. And actually, the, the frustrating thing here with Morton for fantasy managers is that Atlanta's not going to place him on the IL if there's a hope that he could pitch in the NLDS because he'd be ineligible. He'd be on the IL before the NLDS begins. Wow. Um and I, I researched this. That's that's actually the rule. Interesting. Um, so I, he's probably just going to be strung along, even if he doesn't make a start next week. We don't have a diagnosis on what exactly his injury is. He was set to undergo an MRI on Saturday, and there should be more by the time podcast listeners are listening to this show. But, yeah, two pretty big concerns for a team that, you know, I'll talk more about them later because I've Ronald Acuna in one of my five ups from Friday. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense, but that is interesting. And it's why I think, you know, I, I got some pushback when I was talking about uh, this online that I, I think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball right now. And it's one of the reasons, although look, the Dodgers obviously have some pitching issues as well, but uh, this is going to be fascinating to follow. Uh, unfortunately, Drew, we got some bad news for your Cardinals as well. Um, been a very, 
disappointing season to say the least and nolan arenado's season is over placed on the injured list friday with lower back spasms 266 315 459 slash uh first time that he has had a full season not including 2020 we don't count 2020 for a lot of things um that he's had an ops below 800 how concerned are you about nolan arenado in the long term and i also want to ask you this drew was this the last game that he's played as a member of the st louis cardinals uh, it's a loaded question. I I want them to kind of do an aggressive rebuild, um, but not trading Paul Goldschmidt at the deadline has me concerned that they actually think they could be competitive in 2024. I don't know how they're going to find enough starting pitching to do that. I I bet he's I bet he Arnado is still on on the team in 2000. 24. I, I think he really likes St. Louis. He kind of expressed some frustration this year. I, I think that that trade rumor that came about around the deadline where, oh, he, would he waive his no trade to go to the Dodgers? I know right. I know where that came from. That came from his agent and maybe through him directly. Um, I'm, I'm sure that is a team that he would waive his no trade clause to go to being a, a Southern Cal- California native. Um, but the Cardinals have a really good deal there. I'm not concerned about this back issue at all i mean it's just back spasms it's an early shutdown there's not 10 days left in the regular season that's why it's a a season-ending injury for him and you know he finished with 26 homers and and 93 rbis the ops is lower than what you'd wanted it to be this is his first il stint since 2020 he's not getting any younger i would like the cardinals to trade him i would be excited as a fan of about seeing what a, a rebuild looks like. I don't know if I trust the current front office to to pull off the rebuild. I'd maybe like to see some changes there if that's the direction they're going to go. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think he'll be back and he'll be plenty productive next year. He's, he's like the prototypical safe floor of power sure. person that you draft in fantasy. He's never injured. Um, you know, Bush Stadium is is not a hitter's park, but he does enough with what's around him. Right. He he almost got to 30 home runs and 100 RBI for what the ninth straight season, um, despite not having great ratios throughout the year and despite you know not being on a great team in general. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I do wonder if Arenado might change his tune a little bit if you know the front office comes to him and says, "Hey, this is going to be a rebuilding year. We are probably not." necessarily committed to winning in 2024 don't seem to believe that though is the problem yeah, that and a hundred percent like that's what i think it would take for him to wave though like to say hey all right if i'm not if you're really not committed to winning these next couple of years yeah maybe send me somewhere else and maybe i can go play at home for the dodgers or something like that or the seattle mariners who are i believe the um equivalent to where his hometown is i just want nolan arenado to play for the seattle Mariners. if i'm just being completely honest with you uh, i'll take uh, logan gilbert and um and george kirby for our night well i'm just gonna give you the chris flexen for dylan carlson trade that you essentially (laughs) agreed to before the start of the season i really where is chris flexen these days in colorado he's still in colorado and uh you know living his best life baby living his best life it's where every pitcher wants to be <laughs> One more bummer uh, news uh, story for you guys. Royce Lewis placed on the injured list with a hamstring injury. This stinks. He has been so good when he's been on the field this year. In 58 games, 309, 372, 548, 15 homers. I think 14 of those are grand slams. Don't look it up. Also stolen six bases. Royce Lewis is a special talent, Drew, but unfortunately, 
there have been an awful lot of injury concerns over these last couple of years. Yep. I mean, legitimately four of those homers are grand slams yep. and, and they all came in a span of 18 games. Incredible. Um, yeah. That's a you know, big division clinching win for the twins on Friday. They celebrated being AL central champs, but yeah, losing Royce Lewis right before the game because of a hamstring strain, it, the move is retroactive to Wednesday. So he can return over the final weekend of the regular season, or even just aim to be ready. Right. When the playoffs begin, the, the twins have to go through the best of three wildcard series round, which begins October 3rd. Um, it's being called a mild strain. So he could, you know, definitely be ready on that date um, to to be part of that ALD roster. Like you mentioned, he's he's been a, a huge key component to. Uh, I don't know what what would be the word to boosting the Twins' offense to give yeah. it given it some kind of consistency. Sure, um, they some kind of spark with which they have lacked all year. Um, it's it's the reason why they they ran away with the AL Central and because the Guardians gave up and you know the White Sox oh. are the White Sox and the Royals are the Royals. But you know, uh, congrats to the Twins for being AL Central champions. Someone had to win it. Yeah, Royce Lewis with an overall 921 OPS this this year in the majors, and he's a key piece if if Minnesota is going to like finally win a, a playoff series and and make a, do- a deep postseason run. I think they're kind of a, a sneaky team, um, but I'd like them a whole lot more if Royce. Lewis was healthy. It's been a big rise for him at age 24. I'm going to be excited about him and fantasy going into next year. I think he's ready for like the full on breakout and which, which he's teased so far this season. You know, what's interesting is there's Minnesota still like they're locked into the three seed. They're going to be that third seed. And because whoever wins the AL West, which is just an absolute cluster, you know what? And then the AL East winner is going to be the one seed. If you were Minnesota, would you rather play Toronto Houston, Texas, or Seattle in that first series? Texas right now. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too, although their bats are starting to come back to life. So I will say that. But that pitching and that bullpen is just a disaster, like a disaster. So I'd love to see Minnesota win a playoff series, unless it's against Seattle. (laughs) Then if it's against Seattle, I'm okay with them not winning another one. But against everybody else, I'd really like to see Minnesota finally get it. It'd be really fun if Minnesota could get that first playoff series against the Yankees since the Yankees have eliminated them in like (laughs) 14 straight series or some stupid. Well, the Yankees aren't going to the playoffs. They are not going to the playoffs. By the way, the Padres might be going to the playoffs. This is something that is... I really was going to say, do we need to talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> like eight wins straight. They're what four games back with eight games to play. None of them are against the teams they're chasing though. So yeah. it's not going to happen, but it's, it's hey fun. man, it's fun. they're making a run. And it's not like the teams that they're chasing are any good. No, we'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Going into month, going into next week, like they're, you know, they yeah. could, it could happen. It would be very fun. I need to see those City Connect jerseys in a World Series game. Uh, We're going to get into the five up, five down from Friday, but first we will take a very quick commercial break. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We know the weather can impact how far a ball can fly, but we never know what all that heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. Now, that index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions, and it's displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable air. There is a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have that highest index of 10 for the whole game average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the year. An index is created for each game so you can see what it will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as the wind direction. Right now, you can access the HRF Premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. All right, let's get into our five up and five down. And uh, like Drew, we've got some history makers uh, to start things off. Why don't you start with the... uh, the biggest history maker, I, my humble estimation. Well, there were a lot of great individual performances from Friday. It was almost hard to, to pick, but yeah, yeah, to open this to, to open the second to last weekend of the regular season, it's it's been pretty cool. But the, yeah, the lead highlight has to be Ronald Acuna Jr., who joined the exclusive 4040 club, 40 homers, 40 steals when he belted a leadoff solo shot in the top of the first inning off Patrick Corbin. Uh, part of an overall two for four night, three runs scored for Acuna and what was a nine to six win for Atlanta at Washington. Acuna had actually kind of struggled against Corbin in their previous meetings. He was nine for 32 lifetime entering Friday's matchup. But you know, that was a different Corbin in those previous meetings. And this is a whole new level of Ronald Acuna Jr. Maybe a whole new level of elite baseball player in general, but certainly in fantasy, like he's putting up insane numbers. There was a reason why by the end of the spring, he was the consensus number one overall pick and why he will be going into next year. So yeah, he joins Jose Canseco, Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, and Alfonso Soriano in the 40-40 club. And 
at the same time he joined the 40 40 club he created the 40 50 club and the 40 60 club <laughs> because he's at 68 stolen bases well beyond 40 um and is now just two steals away from establishing a 40 70 club uh, before all of this no player had had tallied more than 46 steals during a 40 homer season it's all been an incredible run for acuna this year he's gonna win nl mvp just lock it in with apologies yeah. to mookie bets i i know that bet still leads acuna in both fan graphs and baseball reference version of war the the two war formulas that are most common Lee talked about but it's it's a narrow enough gap um and acuna has the narrative of being really the MVP front runner all year. And I mean, he's going to go 40, 70, he's going to be MVP counting stats are on his side. Like even as the voting block gets younger and considers more analytics and considers defense and base running. um, I think Ronald Acuna Jr. is a fine defender. He's got a huge arm and he's a pretty good base runner as seen by the stolen bases total. He's your NL MVP and um, a historic 2023. It's been incredible. It's just been incredible to watch. I want to ask you this real quick. So he is two steals away. Atlanta's kind of locked into what they are. Are you letting him run? Yeah. To get to 70? Yeah. Like, it, I, don't, I don't, with a player like that, I don't think you, you play it cautiously. I mean, you like, you tell him to be smart. I'm sure he's probably going to get like two off days in the final week. Um, but if he reaches base, go for it. You remember uh, the movie Zoolander? Um, yeah. Of course you do. You remember what David Duchovny had on his hands to protect him? Yeah. I'm putting Ronald Acuna on first base with two of those things. That, and, and then maybe like some catcher's gear and some other stuff. And then I'm saying run. Run all you want. But I, I think that just because it's such a historic um, statistical line that you have to let him run. I, I understand you got to keep him healthy and all that stuff. And Acuna has had some injury stuff. But – it's just such a historical line. I think you have to give him that chance. You want to keep him aggressive over the final week of the season going that's into the playoffs. Like, yeah. Make him that's, play like yeah. you're going to be playing in the postseason because he's going to be. And, hey, he's going to miss a week. Like, they're they're going to be off for a little while. So, it's it's a mm-hmm. good point there, too, is that you want True. Ronald Acuna playing in that same thing. But, boy, you do want – it would just – be awful to see an injury happen i'm knocking on all of the metaphorical wood i possibly can to make injuries sure. can happen anytime like anytime yeah. drop luggage on their feet and you know we, we like oh someone what like strained in oblique putting a shirt on yeah you know yeah. Let, yeah. Let, let acuna roll he, he'll be let, let acuna cook indeed uh speaking of cooking aaron judge uh four for four with a double three home runs and six rbi in Friday's victory over the Dimebacks, takes Brandon Fat deep twice, takes Slate Kikoni deep for that third one. This is pretty crazy, Drew. The New York Yankees have a pretty good history. That's the first time a New York Yankee has hit three home runs twice in the same season. That is a pretty impressive statistic. In fact, yeah. what's most impressive about that to me is, is that Aaron Judge didn't do it last year. When you hit that many home runs and you still didn't go deep three times. When Aaron Judge has been on the field this year, he's been pretty darn good. 35 homers, 70 RBI, only in what those 100 contests. I think Aaron Judge might be underdrafted next year based on the fact that he missed time. And look, like it could, you have even more so, really. Aaron Judge has had injury issues. But it feels like he's going to slide in drafts to begin next year, and somebody's going to be really happy to get that guy with like the ninth or 10th pick, or maybe even later, and he's going to be more than worth it. Yeah, I mean, 
35 home runs in 100 games that translates to 57 home runs if we were yeah. to play yeah. a full 162 games like that's Incredible. not a new al record but it's pretty darn good i yeah. I don't think he's going to slip much. We'll see, though. Like, they've talked about how that toe injury might need um, surgery at some point. It wouldn't shock me if that surgery happens right after um, the season for the Yankees or maybe even he's, like, shut down, you know, a couple days early. And, and yeah, why not do that night. now? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know what the Yankees are, are doing right now. They're kind of in, in panic mode. It's going to be a, a weird offseason in the Bronx. but. I think if Judge is is fully healthy going into to draft season next spring, he's he's not going to fall that much. Um, you know, I think people can do the math on on what he's done in, in sure. somewhat limited action this year and be like, this is this is still the the best power bat, raw power bat in baseball, and he still belongs. Sure. Hey man, it'd be cool to like package him with a, a pitcher at the end of a first round. I, I'd love that kind of strategy with, especially with how much stolen bases have have risen around the league. I, yeah. I'd feel better about grabbing some cheap speed late um christian yelich is another up for me from friday what what a return to action for him against the marlins he had played in just one game since september 8th totaled just four plate appearances since september 8th because of a lingering back injury but managed to avoid an il stint and looked fully healthy and rested on friday at miami while going three for four with two homers a double five rbis and four runs scored as part of a 16 to 1 beatdown for the brewers who also clinched a postseason spot their fifth postseason appearance in the last six years and having a healthy christian yelich in left field and at the top of the lineup would go a long way toward helping them navigate the nl side of the bracket you compare their offense to the offenses they're going to be facing namely atlanta and, and los angeles it it doesn't stack up very well but um you know obviously having a healthy yelich makes it at least a little bit better he, he's kind of a shell of the player who put up those insane back-to-back seasons in 2018 and 2019 right when he had a combined 327 batting average 1046 ops um and was like a 40 you know, threatening to be a 40-30 type of guy every year. I think it was more like 40-25 range right. uh, with the homers and steals. But, you know, this year has brought a rebound to to some degree. I think, you know, helped by the new rules and the uptick in stolen bases we've seen around uh, around the league. For Yelich this season, 19 homers, one away from, from hitting the 20 plateau, 27 steals and 8-14 OPS. You'd certainly take a 20-30 season from Yelich if you drafted oh, yeah. him around his ADP this spring, which was 111th overall on Yahoo, 112th at NFBC. Um, And right now, by the standard 5x5 fantasy scoring, he's been the 20th most valuable position player to date um, with those homers and those steals. Hopefully that long, pestering back issue doesn't pop up again. It's kind of unpredictable. The Brewers really need him if they're going to make a postseason push. We, we, We love the pitching. Um, but they need Yelich in that offense to to win a playoff series. I think there's no doubt about that. 100%. He's going to be so massive for them. I think the big thing with Yelich has been, like he still is a guy who is not afraid of walking, obviously, but I've seen more assertiveness at the plate from him. And I think that assertiveness has been big. Like the fact that he's been more willing to attack fastballs, not there were some at bats like watching Christian Yelich, even though I like, I don't watch every single at bat, like, you could tell he was up there and hoping for a walk. And this time, like he'll yeah. take that walk, but he's willing to drive the baseball. I think that um, you're, like you said, a shell of the player that he was when he was competing for MVPs. 
but he doesn't have to be that to be extremely fantasy relevant. Uh, seeing him and Cody Bellinger have the success that they've had this year has been really nice for me because like, I just felt like there was a chance that both of these guys were going to go into the fantasy wasteland and they've both had such nice resurgent years uh, yeah. as an old man. It's nice to see them show that talent. Uh, not an old man at all, but Evan Carter has really impressed lately. Uh, goes one for two, scores two runs, hits a homer, draws a walk, and steals a base in an 8-5 win over my Seattle Mariners. Uh, that's back-to-back games with a homer for Carter. Uh, since being called up this September, he's hitting 324, 447, 676, three homers, three stolen bases. He's also looked really good defensively as well. I thought this was more of a high floor play coming into when he got the call up. Uh, high floor and high ceiling, apparently. He's been extremely impressive. Um, it's one of the reasons why the Rangers are scary. Like, you know, obviously things aren't going super great right now, but it's one of the reasons why they've got a great shot to go to the postseason. They're going to be a problem for a while, Drew. They have a really good for, uh, farm system. They have the willingness to spend some money. We have certainly seen that as well. Um, this is going to be a fascinating situation to watch, but I'll say this, if Evan Carter's still available in your league for this final week, I'd recommend going and getting him because he has looked the part and then some, and he's going to be playing every day for this Texas lineup. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's taken a, a bad at bat yet. Like he, he just looks really composed. Um, yeah. really good plate discipline. And yeah, that was kind of his calling card in the minors. I wasn't sh- like you. I wasn't sure to expect really any fantasy production. Um, but he's he's going to be in the mix for the opening day roster next year. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Right. Uh, my, my final up from Friday is Seiya Suzuki, who really brought the party on Friday afternoon at Wrigley Field with a three-hit day, an RBI single in the first inning that really could have been a two-run single or maybe even a two-run double if not for Nolan Jones having a rocket for a right arm. He topped 100 miles per hour on the throw that cut whoever it was that was sliding into home plate. I forget which player that was, but Nolan Jones is impressed this year, too, for the Rockies. Absolutely. Um, but Suzuki put the ball out of the reach of Jones in the fourth inning with a two-run shot over the left field fence, added another single in the sixth. He's batting 370 with an 1170 op- 1170 OPS, 22 RBIs in, in 21 games since the beginning of September. There's been of a you know bit of an overall downturn with the Cubs in the last few weeks, but Suzuki helped write things on Friday in a six nothing win, and they wake up Saturday or they go into Saturday slate with a one game lead on the third NL wild card spot. We'll, we'll touch on that entire race a little bit next in, in our downs from Friday. Um, some other notes from from Friday that just I, want, I wanted to throw out. Manny Machado had a four for four night against the Cardinals. Two go ahead homers to again extend the Padres' winning streak to eight. Still mathematically alive in the NL wildcard hunt. And then Tyler Fitzgerald hit his first major league homer um, while getting his second straight start in center field for the Giants. He doubled and drew a bases loaded walk in his MLB debut Thursday at Dodger Stadium. I, I did not know very much about Tyler Fitzgerald before his call-up, but he had an 877 OPS with 22 homers and 32 steals this year in the minors. The, the Giants are out of it. Um, I thought he was going to maybe play shortstop when Brandon Crawford went down and uh, they released Paul DeYoung, but Marco Luciano has been playing short and Fitzgerald's been playing center field. Right. I guess something to look forward to for the Giants fans, like position player wise, that those two could be part of, you know, turning things around. Crawford's a free agent. I don't, I don't know where he's going to land. He might honestly just retire the way the last few years have gone, but right. um, I don't know. Tyler Fitzgerald's kind of interesting to me. 
Yeah, he's he's a nice little um deep play. You know, I'll be interested to see. I still think Casey Schmidt showed some flashes of brilliance as well there yeah. that could be a nice little long-term thing. I mean, this is be the longest that we've been positive about the Giants in a podcast, I think. To be I honest know. with you, we just for some reason we just seem to have nothing but vitriol against them, but they did have a couple nice nights, and that was very cool to see. I got to watch uh him going to the locker room, the Giants showed that, and it was a very little cool moment getting that celebration. Baseball can be pretty good. Baseball wasn't so good for these five. Uh, let's start with Bryce Miller, who gave up that home run to Evan Carter. Four and a third innings, six hits, six earned runs, one walk, two strikeouts, a ton of hard contact. He has basically bounced uh, back from – he's been a little Brett Saberhagen-y for those old people like me. Five innings of one-run baseball against the Reds, followed by five innings of five-run baseball against Tampa Bay. Five and a third inning shutout against the Dodgers. Four and a third inning, six runs like we just talked about. This is what happens with rookies, but this is also why I'm a little bit concerned about Bryce Miller in the long term is he really is a one-pitch guy at this point. There's a couple of decent options that he'll show at times, but he really relies on that fastball. And when you're talking about that fastball against the Texas Rangers lineup and guys like Corey Seager and Evan Carter and the like, that's tough. I think Bryce Miller has a good long-term future. Um, obviously you're probably not using him for the rest of the season because it starts coming against the Astros and the Rangers. I just don't know if he's that next superstar for the Seattle Mariners. I think he has a chance to be a nice option, but I don't think he's, we're talking about a top of the rotation guy. So you'd throw him in with Gilbert for Arnado is what you're yes. saying? Yeah. Throw in, just give him, just give him away. Thank you. All right. You're very making welcome. deals, making deals <laughs> on a Saturday, by the way, uh, Colorado, not not the baseball team, the, the college football team's kind of getting exposed out in Eugene, Oregon right now. I, I think we all kind of saw that coming, that they would have an embarrassing day at some point. USC next, too. Oh. Um, it's 14 to nothing with, in the first quarter. That's what we anyway, get for wearing um, green, Drew. Yeah, well, I was rooting for Colorado, but yeah, and without Travis Hunter and yeah, the line play, I knew this one wouldn't, wouldn't go very well. Um, I mentioned Ray- – Randy Rosarena earlier that he made an early exit from the Rays loss to the Blue Jays on Friday. He's one of my downs from Friday just because of this injury. It's right quad tightness. You could see something grab like at the back of his leg as, as he rounded third base on a Harold Ramirez RBI single in the bottom of the first inning. He said he actually first felt the quad issue while lagging out the double that got him into scoring position. Rosarena did stay in until the top of the fifth. That, that happened in the first inning, so it doesn't seem like a huge concern concern but um he could be held out for the remainder of the Rays weekend series versus Toronto at, at a time when the Rays need all the wins they can get as they try to catch the Orioles at the top of the AL East let me see if that lineup's already out I don't want to sound dumb uh... it's too late Drew it's too late we've done out. Sleep. <laughs> people, 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 out. people are well aware he's out um yeah at, at a at the time of a Rose Arena's exit on Friday, Rymel Tapia was pulled from the lineup at AAA Durham, which was probably not a coincidence. The yes. Rays are also missing Luke Rayleigh from the outfield mix, so Tapia could get the call even if a Rose Arena just needs a day or two. He, you know, I, I find it interesting to talk talk about him because he hasn't really like achieved that full-on breakout that I was anticipating this year. Um, a Rose Arena, that is, but 
the fantasy scoring numbers have delivered at least 23 homers, 83 RBIs, 22 steals, 92 runs scored in 148 games. And, hey, we know what kind of menace he can be in the postseason. His career batting line in the playoffs is 333, 417, 705, and 1121 OPS in 120 postseason plate appearances, which is not necessarily a small sample size. Um, So the Rays, you know – it's going to be tough to actually catch the Orioles at the top of the AL East unless the Orioles keep losing. Um, but they definitely need a healthy Rosa Reina if they have any shot of of winning a postseason series. I would think postseason baseball is crazy; a lot can happen. But again, they're they're the number of inactive stars that they have right now is hard to comprehend. Absolutely, yeah. And unfortunately, we have another negative thing for the Tampa Bay Rays because Tyler Glass now once again was a disappointment. Five and a third innings gives up four runs, four walks. It was a kind of a reminder of the Pittsburgh Pirate version of the Tampa Bay of Tyler Glass now more than the uh, the one that we've seen for the most part since he had that six inning, fourteen strikeout effort against Boston. He's allowed four. Excuse me, he is allowed uh, four plus four is eight plus six is fourteen. Fourteen earned runs and seen his ERA go from two point nine eight to 3.68 allowed four runs against the twins allowed six runs against baltimore and now this four earned run effort against toronto glass now is really important for the rays right now that to call him the ace of that staff is the understatement of understatements right now they want to see him get right long term i still think tyler glass now is a really strong option and you know, somebody I'm targeting in fantasy, but probably not terribly early because you're just probably not going to get those 170 innings. But it's not look good for Glass now, right now. And that's one of the reasons why, again, sorry that this has become the anti Tampa Bay podcast. It's one of the reasons why I'm not so sure about them being a great postseason option this year. They just, they look like a complete mess. Yeah. But, right. And, and, now they're going to go win the World Series. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's the way it nothing would shock me. I, I would say, I guess, on the AL side of the postseason bracket, like I think it's more prone to upsets than the NL side. With right, I, like I, I think the Braves or Atlanta and the Dodgers, they're going to make it through. Like that's yeah. going to be the NLCS matchup. But on the AL side, like it, it wouldn't shock me if there's a. It wouldn't shock me if the Twins make a run. No, um, that could be everybody. Some, everybody in the AL has a, a run. Everybody yeah, still alive in the AL really does have a shot. Like that, and we'll talk about that with one of my negatives. But I do think everybody in the American League, even with how bad Tampa Bay's played, even with how bad Seattle's played for the most part in September, I think everybody does have a shot in that American League. Um, uh, a team that uh, why don't you talk about the Marlins? Because ah, yeah, they <laughs> well they took a hurting last night. I, I mentioned Christian Yelich earlier. His three hit two homer game was part of a sixteen to one loss for Miami. Opened up by a, a twelve run top of the second inning for the Brewers. Um, I think they batted around twice and. Somehow that 12-run inning wasn't even the biggest inning in baseball this season. The Angels put up 13 when the Angels were, were good back in June at Coors Field, part of a 25-1 to victory. But in the non-Coors Field category, uh, what the, the Marlins gave up in the second inning on Friday night, it stands alone. So the Marlins have lost two straight. They go into Saturday's slate with a one-game deficit behind the Cubs for the third NL wildcard spot. And the rest of season schedule for the Marlins is two more against Milwaukee, three at the Mets, three at the Pirates. 
And without Sandy Alcantara, as we've mentioned earlier, Luis Arise did return to the lineup Friday, but he was pulled earlier, or he was pulled early from the game when it got out of hand. That that could have just been precautionary. He's worth keeping an eye on, though. He rolled his ankle pretty badly in a pregame infield drill earlier this week. Um, so just not in the best shape of right now, like just Florida baseball in general, right? Um but hey, the Marlins can can erase that lopsided loss real quick with a better showing against maybe a hangover Brewers lineup on Saturday. I guess that game's probably already underway because the Brewers clinched Friday um, and they might not be able to – they could play spoiler if they want to and really sink the Marlins season and, and solidify that, that third NL wildcard spot for the Cubs because if I had to guess right now, that's what it's going to be. The Cubs are going to grab that third NL wildcard spot. All right, then this just gets me into my negative. I'll just get into it. The National League okay. Wild Card is stupid. This is stupid, Drew. This is dumb. This is absolutely stupid. It is not good. It is everything that is bad. The fact that the San Diego Padres and Pittsburgh Pirates have not been eliminated from Wild Card contention yet. The Pittsburgh Pirates are still alive for a playoff spot. Now, look, they're matching numbers one, but they're still alive at 73 and 81. This is dumb. This is stupid. Why do we decide things based on geography and divisions and stuff that was set up in 1842? This is dumb. This is going to infuriate me if the Seattle Mariners, who are a clearly better team than all of those wildcard teams except for the Philadelphia Phillies, do not make the postseason because of some silly thing that puts them in the American League instead of the National League. This is dumb. I am going to keep repeating it. This is dumb, Drew. Please stop me from talking, Drew. This is dumb. This is so dumb drew talk please right, this stop. is so okay. dumb thank you i i don't uh, yeah i mean i i get what i get what's going on here it keeps some fan bases active i mean lone depot park isn't necessarily rocking right now their their attendance has not really improved um even with the marlins being in contention really all year and yeah. uh but i don't know it it helps tv rights and stuff the changing media landscape Whatever. I think the Cubs are kind of deserving of getting into the playoffs that with the second half that, that they've generally put together. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want what do you want there to be? Just don't even have leagues or divisions and the top Honestly, twelve yeah. teams make it or the top eight best, teams make best it. Best twelve teams make it and then you see it from there. You see I'm okay with that. Now that we yeah. have a balanced schedule, I don't really know why we even have divisions. We have a balanced schedule. We no longer have the issues. It made sense for divisions to be um, a big thing because travel was such a big deal. But sure. Drew, the Atlanta Braves were in the NL West up until like to 1994. Like it's never really been about the travel stuff. It's just been about silly decisions that put – Different plate team. I hate geography. I hate that geography cost Mike Trout MVPs. I hate the fact that geography determines that the Minnesota Twins are going to are a better determining team to go into the postseason than either the Astros, Rangers, or Mariners. That's yeah, just that's that's dumb, a fair man. point too. <laughs> it's just really dumb that we determine things based on like geography. It makes sense in college football. Well, it used to make sense in college football before uh, the Atlantic Coast Conference became Cal and Stanford, and you've got mm -hmm. teams like um, Maryland not playing in the Atlantic Coast Conference. That'll still um, always bug me. Maryland is not an Atlantic Coast team. That 
could go on a long, long run here, Drew. Let's but, get yeah. some of the streamers. Let's. <laughs> we need to. We need Let's to calm you down before the Notre Dame game. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, I'll go first this time. I'm going to go with JP Sears against the Tigers. Um, JP Sears has been kind of a hit and miss guy all year, but I do think the Detroit lineup is ever so beatable. No longer the fact that they were still in AL Central contention technically, as long as they were, is just can do it again drew i could do it again but i'm not going to jp sears is my play i think he'll give you six innings of two run baseball and get a w for the ever so lowly oakland athletics give me clark schmidt versus the diamondbacks roster percentage in the 20s so it should be available in a lot of leagues even as things wind down and championships are decided schmidt has kind of had a mediocre season i think in, in his first full year as like a rotation mainstay for the yankees a 465 era 1.33 whip, 143 strikeouts in 151 innings. But there was a very encouraging midseason stretch, and he's been working deep even as the season winds down. The, the only true awful outing that Clark Smith's had in the second half was at Atlanta, and we know how that matchup can go for even the best pitchers. So I, I like him to navigate Arizona's lineup with a good number of Ks and, and some ERA help and, and maybe shot at a win. It's a must-win game for the Diamondbacks, Kind of, but I think they're pretty secure and at least getting the third and a wildcard spot and likely getting the second and a wildcard spot. Um, I think Schmidt can can put up together a solid outing if you're really desperate. I feel like if you're playing for a championship, you don't need to mess with streamers right now. Sure. Um, actually, I've gotten some some texts this week about asking, like, who should I should I sit my starters, which is always a, a trick. I'm like, you you make that decision because I, don't, like, I can be very wrong about even, even like sitting a really good starter. I, I think you just roll with what got you there. But then again, that can back. I hate making those kind of decisions. Like you got to manage your own team, man. The Arizona Dimebacks have a negative 22 run differential. The Miami oh, here we go again. Here we go again. run differential. The Reds have a minus 49 run differential. The Giants have a minus 25 run differential. Chris. Just, Chris, it's just uh, that'll do it for us in the final of this episode of the Red Wire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Might be the final one based on uh, how angry I just did get. You can follow us on that website. I'm at Crawford underscore MILB. Drew is at Drew Silf. Write and review the show if you like what you're hearing. Um, if you're a, a wildcard fan, you're probably not going to like it, but hit that five star button anyway and hit that subscribe button. And a reminder we have new episodes every single day of the regular season. We really appreciate everybody who has come out and enjoyed these ones. Ryan and I will be back tomorrow. Uh, by the way, Drew, uh, Notre Dame 30, Ohio State 28. That's my prediction for uh, the game today. Do I have to make one? Yep. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be high scoring. <sighs> Maybe even higher than that. Like, uh, I wonder what's, what's the over-under on this? I, I the spread know. is, I think, still Ohio State was sitting at minus three. Yeah. I'm not going to – I don't – I'm. Don't recommend betting on Notre Dame in general. Uh, give me Irish 37, Ohio State 24. And I think both teams deserve the National League wild card more. This is just unbelievable, Drew. I'm just so tired of seeing. Stop. 